spread the God's word together. Most gracious, may be told all that we recognize and reverence you as our all and all. Thank you for all that you do. Thank you for being who you are. We acknowledge that to be that we will that we have our being. That without you we are nothing. We pray now for a preaching power, for the anointing that makes preaching easy. We ask that your power and your presence in this preaching teaching opportunity. Open our eyes to what your truth, your truth, our ears may hear your truth, our mind may understand. Time to begin the truth of your word. Most importantly, open our hearts to be receive the weakness of your word that is able to save our souls. Evangelize them to set up the other of the Josh Church. All the glorious things to be We are servants of our listening. We will be joined to give you all the praise, honor, and glory for all that you do in this moment. It is in the mighty and magnificent, majestic, precious name, as well as every day, in the name of Jesus we pray. We all believe we stay together. Amen. Amen. Thank God for our worship team reminding us that God is our all and all. You would take your copy of God's Word along me in Philippians chapter 2. Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 through 11. Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 through 11. Philippians chapter 2, verses 1 through 11. The Bible says, So, if there is any encouragement in Christ, any comfort from love, any participation in the spirit, any affection and sympathy. Complete my joy by being of the same mind, having the same love, being in one accord and of one mind. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. That each of you look not only to his own interest, but also to the interest of others. Now this mind among you yourselves, which is yours in Christ Jesus, who though he was in the form of God, not count the quality of God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself. Taking the form of a servant, 
been born in the likeness of men. And being found in human form, he humbled himself by becoming obedient to the point of death, even death on the cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and restored upon him the name that is above everything. For let the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth, under the earth. Every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, the glory of God the Father. Then the seed of the Lord. Verse 3 says, do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility. Count others more significant than yourselves. And each of you look not only to your own interests, also to the interests of others. For a few moments, I want to talk from this thought, preach from this thought, a recipe for healthy relationships. A recipe for healthy relationships. Philippians is a prison epistle. Paul writes this letter to the church of Philippi while he is in prison in Rome. More than likely, this imprisonment is more of a house arrest than being literally behind bars. And when you read this letter, this epistle, on a surface level, it seems that the Paul is only writing to express his thanksgiving to God for the generosity and kindness of the Philippian church, who has not abandoned him despite his current life. Paul has seen many churches that he had found to serve, began to distance themselves from him as a result of them being incarcerated. They felt ashamed of the apostles. They felt that it would have been the best interest of the church's reputation not to be close to the line of one who seemed to always find himself in trouble with the Roman government or shipwrecked and going through some form of suffering. So they shielded themselves from Paul. But not the church at Philippi. They have shown Paul much love and have had a special affection given for the great apostle, even though he was in chains. And Paul seemed to be writing to say thank you and to encourage them to rejoice and continue to put their trust in the Lord. But if we read this letter more closely, we recognize that everything is not so perfect at the church in Philippi. It seems as if there are two sisters in the church who are at odds with one another. Paul writes this in chapter 4, verse 2, 
sister's name is Gordius, and sent to you. He said to them, I want you to encourage them to agree in the spirit. It's amazing that Paul puts this at the end of the letter. With other letters that he wrote to other churches, he would begin putting the problems up front, being very forthcoming about the issues in which he was writing, the issues that concerned him in the church. But it seems that Paul has wrote this letter inductively, and he's been building a case. And then at the final conclusion of the letter, he finally says, now, you two sisters need to find a way to get along. Whatever it is that has you at odds with one another, you need to bury the hatchet. Let bygones be bygones. Stop holding on to grudges. Forgive and move forward in your relationship with the Lord. He, he's, he's encouraging them. And, and it seems that while nothing major seems to be the problem, this seems small and minute. This is just two sisters who seem to be uh, bumping heads with one another. Paul understands that little things that are ignored can produce bigger problems. So he begins to nip this in the bud by encouraging them to agree. And over the course of this letter, he has laid a foundation from a theological perspective that they should consider that will enable them to come to a mutual mind and walk together in Christian love. He lays out for them how to maintain healthy relationships in the church. Brothers and sisters, I've come to the conclusion that life is all about relationships. Life is all about relationships. In life, your life is enriched through the relationship that you develop. No matter what your personality type may be, whether you are a person who is shying away from the crowd or one who likes to be the light of the party, no matter what your personality type may be, whether you are a person who likes to withdraw from people or whether you get uh, the urge to want to go out and mix with people, whatever you may fall on the highest bridge of personality index, the reality is. Our lives are enriched through relationships. No matter how many relationships it may be, there only will be a few relationships. But what really enriches our lives is relationships. And in order for the church, uh, my brothers and sisters, to be who God has called her to be, we must endeavor to maintain healthy relationships. Healthy relationship in the church, healthy relationship in our communities, healthy relationship in our jobs, healthy relationship in our heart and our home. We must we must endeavor to maintain and cultivate healthy relationships. But know this: a healthy relationship is not just a byproduct of you just casually. 
That's how the world people think. They see people as simply a means to an end. Transaction. Get what I want and move on. But Christians should not be that way with one another. Especially in the church. We should maintain healthy relationships based on the premise that we love Jesus and we have in front of power of the Holy Spirit. And I go a little deeper this morning, my brothers and my sisters, ladies and gentlemen, if the Spirit of God lives inside of you, when you're at odds with your brother and sister and there's a possibility for reconciliation, then the Spirit won't let you rest. The Spirit will trouble you. The Spirit will cause you to say, have I done everything I do to possibly be open, to possibly correct the wrong that has been done in the course of this relationship? The Spirit of God will not allow you to just distance yourself and wash your hands. If the Spirit of God lives inside of you, it places within you a desire for reconciliation because God is a God of reconciliation. Love the Lord, you want to maintain healthy relationships at least as much as it depends upon you. Now, Paul goes on to say, but here's the recipe. What's required to maintain healthy relationships? What's you have to establish you love the Lord and the Spirit is coming in you? Give me his first. You must think of selfless. You must think of selfless. Paul says, let nothing be done out of selfish ambition. Let nothing be done from conceit. Vain glory. Paul is reminding the church at Philippi that it is dangerous for you to become the center of your own universe. Become the center of your own world. Where everything revolves around me, myself, and I. Paul is not saying, my brothers and sisters, that we ought to think less of ourselves. He's not saying that we ought to think of ourselves to a lesser degree. He's not saying that we ought to feel as if we're not good enough or that we're less than anybody else. It is not calling on us to think less of ourselves, but to think of ourselves less. Wars of the best becoming the God of all the world. But we use people as pawns to simply get what we want. Because when you began to think about yourself, when you sit down and every day you wonder over what I want and what I desire and what's in it for me and what I can get out of it, when you began to allow that to be uh, the circle that's always going on in your mental complexes, when you always think about what is in it for me, the Bible says the next thing will be you doing things I wash my hands. 
two days off. The other days. If someone calls and they have something for us, we entertain the call. If someone calls and they need something from us, we get to the red light. We, 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 we often do this. We, if, if, if there's something in it for me, then I will participate and hope it succeeds. But if I'm not being directly affected by it, I'm busy. And I don't have When we began to become the symbol of our own universe, and we're always thinking about ourselves, we become selfish, we have our You're 
Paul is all the time telling the church that we must think of 
appropriate. He says, don't get it. It's called when we have knees before the knees. I know that ain't that, that, that ain't talented, y'all, but all the girls somebody else. But we have a meeting before me. And we come in with an agenda. And that agenda fits us. But it's not necessarily in the best interest of all people in all parties involved. Paul says to us, if we're going to maintain healthy relationships in the church, we must think of ourselves less, think about others more, but we must think of the collective whole. What's in the best interest of all who are involved? What's in the best interest of the community? What's in the best interest of the family? What's in the best interest of the church? We must think of us most. Well, I'm done. Paul out telling them this is what you need to do. If you want to get over your disagreements, he did. Look Jesus up. Ask the greatest heaven. He says, Let this mind be in you, which is also in Christ Jesus, who, though he was in the form of God, did not see that as something to hold on to, even though. He was equal with God. He did not see his title as something to grasp onto. Even though he had all the amenities of the universe, he did not see his comfort as something to hold on to. Instead, he thought of himself. He guilted himself, taking on the form of a servant. The Bible is saying that Jesus thought of himself less, so much less, that he leaves the throne of glory, where angels are there to worship and serve his begging call. And he comes down through 42 generations. And he takes on the form of a servant. Paul later writes that he became poor, that we might be rich. He definitely does not have an inferiority complex, but he just is a soul concerned about us that he is willing to think of himself less and he was born in the likeness of me and even while he was being in the likeness of me the Bible says that he humbled himself and became obedient even to the point of death, even the death of the cross. And so what Paul is saying, church, is that Jesus thought of himself less and thought of us more, so much more that he took our place. 
15 now, and you're saying preach enough, that's not going to work. Because if I think uh, about other folks enough, too much uh, is going to put me behind. That I can't get ahead if I'm always uh, thinking about uh, somebody else enough. And if I don't look out for me, uh, then nobody uh, is going to take care of me. Uh, but I'm
May I try to get that to this morning, church? Pride is destructive. Just in case you didn't get it this morning, pride. Doing things to you. Think about what you want. It will destroy you. It will also destroy your family. It will destroy your church. It will destroy a community. It will destroy a country. Pride. The Bible says that pride goes before destruction. It will destroy friendships. It will destroy things that you appreciate in that. Some people now are living a little year of their life, a few years of their lives, lost their family and children. At the end of the day, the bottom line was quiet. Why I don't think to say I'm sorry. Why I don't think to say I was wrong. Why I don't think to say I had a bad perspective on you. Because see, pride is so hard for you that you don't even see how what you are doing is affecting people around you. Healthy relationships are destroyed by pride. They are cultivated by humility. Humility says, I'm going to think less of myself. Think more of others. And I'm going to make sure that I'm going to be a good part of us. Whatever us is, us for us is the church. We have to faith in you. But some people does stay in your job, your business. Thus, maybe your organization that you're leading. Thus, maybe your family. And I don't think of us most if you do that. Even when it seems like you're eating humble pie. And folks are laughing at you. In the end, God will give grace to them. God will exalt them. Just as He did with Jesus. Now, He's not going to exalt you to the point where you have a name that is full of it. Ain't nobody going to bow down to you or me. But I declare to you, God knows how to give you faith in the eyes of man and even in the eyes of your enemies. When you begin to feel the ability to cultivate healthy relationships, not a sound sermon. Not a class you can help. Think of yourself less. 